Christmas Eve in the Drunk Tank. Welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast, where it's our Christmas bloody special, and Stoke City have won at football as well. So, oh my God, I don't know what to do with myself. Ben's here. How are you doing? Good. Very good. It's bloody Christmas, as you say. I'm so excited. It's it's a it's a great day to to be alive, really. Uh, Hughes is staying. Uh, the the cracks are surely papered over for another week. Uh, but we we're just kind of happy that we've won a match. Uh, like, what did you make of uh, our performance yesterday? Yeah, I mean, we got the three points. There are individual performances to be happy with. Um, Again, there were issues there that obviously it's Christmas. Um, I've just been with my, my uncle and my dad, who are both Stoke fans as well, and they said, oh, is it going to be the same as usual? And I said, no, it's bloody Christmas tomorrow. So I'm going to, as much as the players papered over the cracks yesterday, I'm going to paper over the cracks, in my opinions, and just pretend that <laughs> it's all OK because three points are on the board. I mean, truth be told, the p- position we now lie in in the table is is a lot healthier than it could have been so in in that sense it's happy we're happy and and also the realization that there definitely is going to be two teams that are worse than us in the forms of Swansea and West Brom I just don't think either of them now even though even even Pardew the person that can somehow make a a club all right to playing football for the first season that he's in charge of them even he is struggling with West Brom so we just need to be not that third team out of those two and I'm happy so in we got the three points against them. It could have gone another way. I mean, obviously, Hughes has said in the last week or so that the, the rubber, the green has not gone away or whatever, whatever, which way you want to say it. Yesterday, it certainly did, especially in those last few moments. So happy that we got the three points because, as, as I said, it could have gone a different way and, and, and it might not have been the perfect performance. But at the end of the day, at this stage of where we are at the moment, I yeah, yeah, I, I'm happy. Mm. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, um it was a really weird day for me yesterday. Twenty uh, fourth birthday. Um, Happy birthday! I missed two. Thank you, Ben. Uh, um, I missed two of the goals. Uh, one because I needed to pee and like heard the roar of the crowd literally as I turned oh, the into the uh, concourse at half time. And the uh, second because uh, Dad, as he as he likes to do, uh, drugs us away on ninety two minutes, which you know. Four minutes of injury time. I've been quite unlucky there. Um, now, had had we left on full time, we would have surely still been in traffic uh, on Stanley Matthews Way, like hours after the game. So, it's a it's the risk you take. But uh, fantastic for Ramadan Sobi, who is now our youngest ever Premier League scorer. And it was a a great day for Tom Edwards, who made his home debut, got a win, um, like. Mark Hughes, the investor in youth. How about that? I know it's, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it was great to see Tom Edwards in a performance where he wasn't literally chucked into a swimming pool full filled of sharks and and the like. So, congratulations to Tom Edwards. Of course, I mean Ramadan Sobi, fantastic celebration for a third goal. Someone, an, a non Stoke supporting friend of mine, tweeted me. Um, well, I think I assume he saw it on Match of the Day later on that night and, and he was sort of having a go at Ramadan for taking his top off in celebration I'm thinking hang on a second this is our youngest ever goal scorer he's bloody excited it's bloody Christmas as I've said and I'll say it again I'm sure let the I mean not that not that Ramadan probably celebrates Christmas but the fact of the matter stands he yeah. was happy about scoring and fair play um, yeah 
Super Moting again was obviously involved in that and, and great performance there. But yeah, really happy for Tom Edwards. It's exciting, and and I believe that you came up with yourself came up with a great chant um, for the next game. So I don't know if you want to to sing that down the the microphone. I'm assuming it was you anyway. I'm not. I'm not singing on this podcast. <laughs> I, I think um, on the contract I made with myself when I started this podcast, I said absolutely no singing. <laughs> but he is the Stafford Cafu, and uh, just just look on our Twitter if you want to know the words to it. Get it round the. John Smith Stadium on Boxing Day, if you listened to this podcast before then. Um, so, yeah, a packed festive period awaits the Mighty Potters. I don't think we'll be uh, back in the podcast bubble uh, before the end of the year. So uh, we'll be back in the new year, like, reacting to all the football that's gone on. But for this uh, Christmas special, I wanted to kind of do something a bit different. We know that we've been... Uh, very kind of repetitive this year in the things we've talked about because a lot of the same uh, things to moan about have <laughs> resurfaced and kept on going and whilst we're definitely in a better mood today because of the win uh, you know those problems are still there and we don't really want to talk the, talk about them too much uh, but we threw out a, a few kind of like categories on uh, Twitter, Facebook uh, just to see if uh, people had any like stoked stories they wanted to share it's just like bring bring everyone together around the fireside at Christmas, just just swapping tales. Um, and one of the categories was what Stoke memorabilia do you own? Uh, ben, do you have any uh, any favourite items around the house? Oh goodness me! I mean, I've got lots. I mean, I've got a plethora of of great um, sort of programs from back in the day and and sort of birthday presents. I think my twenty first. I think I was born on the day that we played Millwall or something like that. I can't quite remember, but I've got I literally got two of those because two people came up with great um, ideas for my present and they both got it for me for my twenty first. So, got a couple of those sort of vintage programs, which are always nice. I mean, you've seen my fantastic car mats. That's what they called car mats. Um, <laughs> Stoke City emblazoned car mats. So they they've got a special place in my heart. They were actually the replacement for a Stoke City onesie, um, but unfortunately, because of my rather long and frail limbs, I didn't fit into the onesie, so I had car mats instead. Um, got a few Stoke <laughs> City signed footballs. Actually, I think there's a Stoke signed football in the... I'm at, I'm at home for Christmas, so there's, there's more Stoke City memorabilia in this house than would have been my actual house. Um, and somewhere in this room that I'm currently sitting in, is, is sort of a back-in-the-day, one of those footballs you get with all the signatures, can't see it. And I've just seen, turned around, looking for the ball, and I've just seen a, a penguin emblazoned with the Stoke City badge on its bare chest. Oh, there it is. Um, so, so there we... Yeah. Penguins, there's all, famously Stoke. To my left, there's a picture of me, my dad and my brother in Stoke shirts. I'm horrifically hungover in that picture. I mean, there's, there's lots. I mean, I could probably sit here all day going through the... The random memorabilia. My <laughs> flatmate this year got me. I mean, it's standard lads. Don't really know what to get him, so um, we'll get him something Stoke City. It's actually incredible how much Stoke I can see. I'm in the office of my parents' house, and there's a Stoke City like post-it note holder. There's a mug here. I mean, <laughs> and, I, and for, for Christmas, my flatmate got me a Stoke City um, T-shirt. It says Stoke City. He said he he bought it for me when the, when we were happier. Um, well, Stoke City was a happier club. Um, obviously, quite ironic at the moment, being uh, that he also got me a great, a, a signed, a signed picture of Ryan Shawcross. So there we go. Ah, oh. and also an, a present from myself to my dad. This is very random, Stoke City memorabilia because it's unofficial. It's made by myself actually. I don't know if you've seen on these sort of not on the high street websites that you can. I don't know if you've if you heard of that, but it's basically like personalised stuff. And one of the ideas that someone has yeah. come up with is to print out the sound waves of songs 
um, and like have that as okay. like a poster. And they charge a bloody they they make a lot of money. Fair play to them. So it, of course I didn't have that money at uni, so I made it myself. So there's a there's a Delilah sort of sound wave thing, if that makes any sense, on my wall right next to me, and I made that. So plug for me, great son. There we go. I thought you thought I thought you were going to say you'd done an episode of this podcast <laughs> as a sound Oh wave. my god, there's next year's present. <laughs> Wow. Maybe we should sell that for the uh, pod. Would anyone buy a, a sound wave yeah. of, the, of the episode? Choose your episode. <laughs> no. No, they wouldn't. Um, uh, Chris Ramsbottom uh, on Twitter said he got drunk in the Lake District and bought a picture, which turned out to be a signed picture of Peter Shilton. Nice. I mean, how, how drunk are you getting in the Lake District that you're buying art <laughs> that you're unaware of, but then turns out to be, oh, it's a Stoke player, that's good. That's nice. Um, I've got I've got a signed goalkeeping glove of Peter Shilton. I met him one time, and we got him to sign my goalkeeping glove, and also got a signed Steve Simonson goalkeeper glove. I think that's mine, and Ed DeHoy. Actually, my one's Ed DeHoy, my brother's the Steve Simonson. So quite the collection of goalkeeper gloves as well, if anyone wants one. No, they're mine. Nice. Why am I offering them out? Anyway. <laughs> Win, win, Ben's. It's like a yeah, it's like an, what is it? Yeah. eBay, Stoke eBay. Uh, Keith Cartwright, you see any relation? Keith ben? Cartwright, I've just um, been in the pub with him for a pint. He's the person I just talked oh, about. So there we go. He's come up with a belting one on our Facebook page. I did have some grass from Meadow Lane when we got promoted to Division One. This died after about five years, <laughs> and he has a glass that the golden one. Bracket, Mark Steen for for the younger listeners. Uh, golden one drank wine from after the last match during Lou Macari's promotion season as he was staying in the same hotel as we were. So is he has he just stolen a, a glass oh from Mark Steen there? Arrest this man. Goodness me. <laughs> I'm going to go to the, back to the pub and arrest him for for stealing cutlery or you, a, a drinking utensil. I've actually got... I did pick up grass from, from the Brit on the day we got promoted to Premier League, but, but I think by the time it had come home, it, it wasn't in my pocket anymore. So there we go. Nola Stokey has joined us. Merry Christmas, Zach. How is it going? Pretty good, guys. It's very cold and very early here, but Stoke won yesterday. Yeah, totally, I forgot yeah. that was I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, three whole goals as well. Um, yeah, how did how did you watch that game? Was it was it big news where you are? Yeah, everyone's everyone's <laughs> talking about it. Everyone's always everyone's always talking about Stoke here. <laughs> right. So uh, we're we're talking about um, it, like, we've done a few categories for the Wizards Christmas special. One of them is a. Uh, have you ever had your Stoke shirt recognised abroad? And I'd imagine, Zach, as you live permanently abroad, uh, that well, it's not abroad to you; it's abroad to me. <laughs> um, do, do you get comments? Some, sometimes it's abroad shirt? to me. Um, I don't think anybody has ever recognised my shirt. I was in Washington D.C. earlier this year, and I was out at a bar, and I saw somebody at the bar wearing a Stoke shirt, and I had had a few drinks and was very excited and approached him. And then I ended up watching the Stoke game the following morning with him and a bunch of his friends at a bar in D.C. Oh, wow. They, oh, wow. they might even listen to the podcast. Who knows? They were very nice. Uh, Dan Garland on our uh, Twitter says, went to Boston, Massachusetts, and hadn't bought the new season's away top yet, but he found it in a little sports shop, and the Tillman was telling me how he thinks Crouch was the greatest England player ever. I mean, football hasn't really penetrated america that much really has it? If, <laughs> if is that is that is that do, do you encounter that kind of level of football opinion or have i just been racist about what the americans know about football there i mean i would argue that if they think that crouchy is the best 
English footballer of all time that they already know all they need to know. <laughs> <laughs> ben, Ben, have you had your uh, Stoke shirt spotted abroad? You know what? I, I don't know if I have. Um, I went to Lisbon um, during the Euros. Nothing to do with the Euros, but we ended up watching England versus Wales, which was obviously an incredible game in this fan zone area. And my girlfriend was, was wearing the one of the tops, I think 0304, that I just bought her for her birthday. And I went, I, these things, they're great for watching the football. Did she, did she like that? Did she want that? She she loved it, mate. She absolutely loved it. And <laughs> I was, these fan zone things, absolutely fantastic. Huge screen, beer that isn't horrifically expensive. No toilets. Why the hell would you not have toilets? So I was running around this like square in Lisbon looking for a toilet to urinate in. And during that time, apparently... <laughs> Thank you for clearing I that wasn't, up. <laughs> I wasn't there, but... I came back and said someone's just spoken to me about my Stoke shirt. So not sure it's ever happened to me, but the one time a girlfriend wore a football shirt abroad, it happened to her. So I hope that's good. I'm trying to think though. I don't know if it. Yeah, I've definitely seen other people wearing Stoke shirts, but I don't know if I've been spotted. Maybe I need to just wear my Stoke shirt more often when I go on holiday. Yeah, the, the thing that happens to me, uh, it happened when I went to Paris for the Euros and uh, another occasion in Greece, is that if people recognise the Stoke shirt, they will just say the name of a player and then just as as a conversation start I, I don't know what the the comeback is to when uh, as happened to me in Paris load of Austrian people pointed at my shirt and went Marco Arnautovic it's like yes snake yes he plays with Stoke good knowledge um yeah just and I, I think the first time I, I realized Stoke had gone all famous in Premier League was when a man in Rhodes uh, stopped me in the street pointed at my shirt and went Peter Crouch. <laughs> Did he think I was Peter Crouch? Was that perhaps maybe he was getting confused? Um, right. The the next one uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, Ben. But missing goals uh, due to going to the toilet. Do you, do you have any any horror stories of missing a, a goal at a match? You know what? I've missed a couple. Um, I've missed a few for reading the program. I mean, obviously we're we're well educated blokes here at the the Wizard Drivel, so sometimes you want to sort of peruse the program and read a few articles. That's 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 okay. Um, it's not okay when Liam Lawrence is hitting a hitting a screamer into net. I can't remember which game it was. I think it's either Ipswich away or Hull. It, was there an Ipswich away goal? Because I anyway, I I think there was one at home to Ipswich that was a screamer. But yeah, don't know about away. Maybe well, I just got. I I'm rubbish at remembering which games, but I just all I know is I was reading a program. Liam Lawrence scored a screamer. I didn't see it at all. So, and and that's the issue with back in the championship. A lot of the times you wouldn't be able to see a replay even on the screen. So I was just waiting until the next morning to see it and be like, oh, that was I was there kind of. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if I ever missed any other. I mean, there's been a couple where you're you're in the loo as you say and you hear the screams, which is always it's always quite distressing. Um, but no, like sort of major goals. What about you, Dave? Have you missed any other any other big ones? We'll just run through a few of the missing goal stories on uh, Facebook. Richard Hawkins says he missed Amir Be- Azmir Begovic scoring against Southampton because he was finishing his pre-match meal in the Stanley Matthews Lounge. Nice minted lamb pie, though. <laughs> uh, Keith Cartwright, <laughs> the, the Cartwright clan have got involved, and I'm, en- I'm enjoying it. I missed Harry Kane's hat-trick, hat-trick goal last season at White Hart Lane as I was having a dump in the toilets. Glad I did this, as this is the one and only time I've had a poo at football. <laughs> I was say, I was going to say that that works out because Stoke was having a dump on the pitch. Oh, right. oh. it's a good thing Keith isn't a Sunderland fan. Well, perhaps it would be better if he was a Sunderland fan, because then even if he has a poo at the football, he, you know, he can still see the pitch. <laughs> uh, 
Harry said he missed Tommy uh, Sorensen save the penalty in the last minute of the FA Cup away at Wolves due to me getting an oasis. Is this good enough? I'll just say, don't look back in anger, Harry. Uh, Gareth. Uh, 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 yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's Christmas. Let me have it. <laughs> Gareth says, left before the end of the match against Aston Villa. I had my four-year-old daughter with me and wanted to get away before the crowds with it being her first match and heard an almighty roar when Sadibi headed in when we got to the roundabout. I mean, of all the goals to miss, that's not... That's right down the oh, list of goals you want to miss. That is sickening. He... Oh, goodness me. I feel so sorry for him. What's his name? Sorry. Uh, that was Gareth. Sorry, Gareth. Just sorry, mate. That's gutting. Um, the, the next category is one that I know Zach will be able to get involved with. It's meeting Stoke players. Zach, do you want to uh, perhaps bring listeners... Uh, Bring listeners to the story of your meetings with Stoke players. Uh, sure. Um, some people might know this already, but I was in England last year for a couple games. Um, had my backpack stolen in Manchester out of a friend's car, which had my laptop and all my writing and my teaching supplies on it, other stuff. Um, so some people started spreading the word, trying to like get the word out about my backpack in case it showed up. And then the club ended up finding out. And inviting me to the stadium for a tour, and I got to meet Boyan, who was my favorite player, and Joe Allen and Gianelli and Bula. This was January at the time. You'll recall those used to be Stoke players. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, John Sidaway, who has been on this podcast before, who does social media for the club, uh, gave me a tour of the stadium, took me around, all the back, the backstage stuff. I got to go in the locker room, dressing room, dressing room. That's what you guys <laughs> call it. <laughs> Forgot who I was talking to for a minute. Uh, yeah, so I got to like have a little have a little chat with my favorite player and be on the pitch, and then got to see Stoke win. It was it was a big it was a big day. It was pretty it was cool. And then Bojan left, and I had nothing yeah, to do I, with it. I feel like this despite, despite like rumors. Zach's not going to get this reference probably, but I feel like the conversation that was had between Zach and Bojan about him leaving is gonna is similar in levels to sort of in Gavin and Stacey to what happened between Jason and Bryn at the lake. Like there's there's always <laughs> gonna be that sense of mystery between you. And I'm so sorry, Zach, because you would not understand what I've said at all. But some listeners I will have no do. Idea and that and for that I'm happy. Because I want I, I wish kind of that you said something. Just cause, just to help him out, because we all love Bojan, so so why not? Yes. It's the mysterious fishing trip. Uh for for Zach was that was that, a, was that a Shakespeare reference? <laughs> You'd get it if it was it, a Shakespeare it's reference. It's close. It's close to Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> it is responsible for James Corden, Gavin and Stacey. So uh, he's he's over where you are now, doing good. So you you can thank Gavin and Stacey for launching his career. Um, meeting Stoke players, uh, Stokey Adam. I went round to Sir Stanley Matthews' house in Penkle when I was about fourteen, as my dad repaired his washing machine washing machine i sat with his wife who shared england programs with me gave me an england v czech republic program and five pounds as i was leaving and free tickets for stoke v crew uh, ben says i had gordon banks push me around newcastle hospital for a bit when i wasn't very well <laughs> I, I presume that means that he was in a wheelchair he wasn't just being pushed around by, <laughs> by <laughs> just rolling along the ground <laughs> Also had Andy Griffin's son in the next bed to me in the hospital when I tore my muscle, and he told me about his iguanas. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, Joel Wolmsley says, uh, "Asmir Begovic got me a bag of Doritos off the top shelf in Sainsbury's whilst I was in college. That's nice. I love that. That's something a bit more positive." Ben, have you have you ever met any just Stoke players just 
out doing doing random stuff. No, do you know I've not. I mean, I, I, I on Bojan, I, 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 living in Manchester, he, I think he sort of Instagram storied a picture of Manchester Christmas markets. At which point, I did run out screaming and try to find him, but I, I, I didn't find him. <laughs> Another story that I, I feel like I've probably told on the podcast before is, is when I met Roy Delap after my dad got hit in the chest. Um, Roy Delap kicked the ball into the, to the crowd. If you haven't heard the story already, um, and it hit my dad square in the chest. And he came over afterwards and gave him his shirt. And then the next home game, we went along and sort of got a pitch with Rory. So that was nice. Um, and also, I don't again, I don't know the circumstances. Probably get my dad or or, the, or my uncle on the podcast. They'd do a much better job than me. But there came home one day to a, a voicemail. This was like Championship days, um, way before we got promoted. We came back to our voicemail with a a, a, a message left by Tony Pulis because my dad had called him up or something and left like giving him support. It was that was bizarre. Um, so that, not meeting him, but a weird story. <laughs> I think um, the club used to do kind of like pre-recorded messages. I think Pulis was one, and I think yeah. maybe Shawcross was another. Maybe it's in the promotion season or something where you, essentially you, you would be rung up with a pre-recorded message from Tony Pulis saying, I've oh, come down and support the team or renew your season ticket or whatever. See, I don't know if it was even that. I think it was like, cheers, David. I think I, I, I need to ask my dad and maybe I'll do it the next time on the pod, but it's, yeah, maybe it was pre-recorded. Maybe I've just twisted my memory, probably. Um, but this is an absolutely cracking email we got in from Cole Bamford. It's a bit of a long one, but if you just... Uh, Cole Bamford says, In May 1982... A green, naive youngster nears the end of his first year at uni in Manchester. No great shakes at all, 40 miles down the road, a much greater relationship is coming to an end. Dennis Smith's 18-year association with Stoke City is drawing to a close, and his first job as gaffer beckons at Booth and Crescent. So what do you do when your footballing hero, who you first watch on the 16th of August 1969, throws the red and white, shirt, red and white striped shirt into the basket for the last time? You get your pen and paper out and write to him, saying thanks for the memories and good luck for the future. Address it to him, hopefully, care of Soak City and trust to luck. Convinced as any 18-year-old would be that your very personal good deed will be nurtured by Royal Mail, or whatever they were in 1982, and all the good folk at Stoke City. Roll on 30 years via Chester, London, Manchester again, and I'm back both living and working in the potteries. Still watching, mostly with my three lads. I've done a bit of work, not only with the club, but got to know a few of those early 1970s heroes. Conroy, Smith and Greenoff. And through a proposed charitable venture, I'm up close and personal with a few local celebs. Angela Smith, Nick Hancock and Nick Hancock, who was at, who I was at junior school with, and Dennis himself. The details are irrelevant, but we were all invited as a group to Stoke's FA Cup game at Derby in January 2012. Both Angie and Dennis were recovering from recent surgery, so yours truly offered to pick both of them up in Hanley. Somewhat oddly, when I called him to arrange meet-up times, Dennis had asked me where, I'd, where I had grown up. Stoker said, where in Stoke, he said, Scholar Green, and so on. A bit odd. The day beckoned, and somewhat bizarrely, I found myself sitting down to a bite of lunch, not only with my all-time Stoke hero, but Roy McFarland, one of England's best ever, listening to wonderful tales of the 70s football and the perils of football management. A pause in proceedings, probably after the fourth prawn sandwich, and Dennis looks over at me and announces to the gathered table that he's got lots of memories from his life in football, but there are a few that he's really treasured over the years, and he has one of them with him today, and he reaches in his pocket and produces my letter from 1982, and they say you should never meet your heroes. Oh, wow. That's just lovely. That, that is, that, that's just bloody Christmas in a letter, that. 
Thank you very much, Cole Bamford. That was just lovely. Oh. But I did I tell you I've met Danny Higginbottom? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. I forget where I heard it. <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, Lars, as we look ahead to the new year, do we have any kind of New Year's resolutions for, for Stoke City? Because there's probably a few that we can think of, but any any kind of spring to mind right now. What what, what do you want to see from Stoke in the new year, aside from, you know, the obvious thing? Stop giving away a horrendous amount of chances would be a lovely start, but that's that's the obvious thing, probably. That's the one thing that's really irking me at the moment, but we're not being miserable. So happy thoughts. I think I would love to see all the lone boys come back into the club and just smash it out of the park. Why not? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Merry Christmas here. Have a Bojan. I'm not I'm not obsessed still. I did think when we went to 4-2-3-1 yesterday, like, oh, if only we had a, a player who could play in number 10, that would be good. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe there's a future. You never know. Zach, any 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 thoughts on, on Bojan coming back? Can you make it happen? Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. He did tweet at me that one time. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't want to think about that too much. That'll that'll only just make me sad, even though it's supposed to be a positive thing. Um, I think my New Year's resolution for Stoke is that as this Marquee cycle of getting a win over a bad team protects him from criticism for four or five more games before it starts over again, I'm going to try not to let that infuriate me. <laughs> Um, we'll see how that goes. It didn't work out super well as a resolution for 2017, but life is about progress. So we'll see about that. Um, after the win yesterday, just like all the players were so happy. I forgot what that was like. And that made me happy. (laughs) And I forgot what it was like to be happy from, from watching Stoke. Um, so I'm going to try and chase that feeling. I'm going to chase that dragon (laughs) in 2018. Um, that's, yeah. Also a wing back. I would like, I would like a wing back in 2018. Oh, if God. Mark Hughes wants to get me something for Hanukkah, I would I would like a wing back. <laughs> that's a that's a happy way to end the podcast. I feel so. Thank you very much for listening. Go on, Stoke. <laughs>